It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Wednesday, August 12th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. And Hoynesy, right off the bat, uh, we had uh, fur flying last night after the Indians lost to the Cubs. Uh, Adam Plutko came out and had some uh, pretty much the harshest criticism so far from anyone within the Indians organization of Mike Clevenger and uh, Zach Klesak and their behavior that, that basically cost them. Uh, some some time with the club. They're in, in quarantine now after going out in Chicago. And, and really, the Indians are now the national story. Hey, look what's going on with Cleveland. Look what's going on with the Indians. Uh, and it just it's chaos, basically, right now uh, within the Indians clubhouse. Yeah, you know, Joe, I've covered these guys for a long time. And I can never remember a player, uh, as Adam Plutko did, just come out and, you know, like like pulverize two other teammates. And, you know, I agree with them. I, I thought it was really interesting. Before the game, they brought uh, Frankie Lindor on, and he kind of used a rapier. You know, he kind of used the, uh, the the sharpest knife in the in the toolbox to kind of slice him up. And then after the game, a game that Plutko started because Clevenger was quarantined and on the restricted list, Clevenger just brought a sledgehammer. You know, just kind of like leveled both of them. And you know, I just think. This is really going to be a, not, a, not only a test for the locker room, but a test for uh, uh, Terry Francona. You know, his skills as a manager are bringing that locker room together, and he's very, very good at this. But, you know, this is a guy that just, you know, got, got out of the Cleveland Clinic, uh, you know, had a procedure done. Um, you know, he is not at the strongest state physically. And all of a sudden you jump back into the frying pan and you've got this uh, – you know, this uh, uh, schism in, in, the ch- in the team that could cost you possibly a, a spot in the postseason if, if you don't find a way to bridge, bridge that schism. Well, uh, in one of the images that we saw last night was Terry Francona gathering the team. Uh, before he went and talked to the media, he gathered the team outside the Indians' dugout on the field, socially distanced and separated, and they had a, a, a nice long talk. Uh, Tito and then the players actually talked uh, – Oliver Perez, Cesar Hernandez talked, uh, they, and Tyler Naquin, I believe, also also spoke. Um, here's what Adam Plutko had to say after the, the game. Uh, these were his words when he was asked about uh, what the response from the team is going to be to Clevenger and Plesak when they come back. 
2020 is a, a year of distractions as far as um, um, playing baseball. That's for that's for sure. Um, you know, dealing with what we did um, pregame, not ideal. Not really what any of us want to talk about. Not really what any of us want to think about. Um, but the reality is, is that's where we're at right now. So, um, you know, it was another distraction for us tonight. And um, I'm not going to say that that's the difference maker, but it, it contributes. No, no of the, what, 28 eight other teams playing games tonight. No other team had to deal with what we had to deal with tonight. And, um, and it is what it is. Hey, Adam, how, how did Mike and Zach get back your trust? I think that's a question for Mike and Zach. Um, I, I mean, they, they hurt us bad. Um, they lied to us. They um, sat here in, in front of you guys and, and publicly said things that they didn't follow through on. And um, it's, it's going to be up to them. Uh, it, it really is. And, um, you know, I'll let them sit here and tell you how they're going to earn their trust back. Um, I don't need to put words in their mouths, uh, you know, the term that I continue to hear and excuse my language is grown ass man, right? So those grown ass men can sit here and tell you guys what happened and tell you guys um, what they're going to do to fix it. And I don't, I don't need to do that for them. Okay. There's Adam Plicko. They hurt us bad. They lied to us. They sat there in front of all you guys and publicly said things they didn't follow through on. Uh, he also uh, decided to use Mike Clevenger's own words against him said he'd heard the phrase grown-ass man used with regularity in conversations about keeping the, uh, the COVID protocols. Uh, and he said, so these grown-ass men can sit here and tell you what happened the next time you guys talk to them and what they're going to do to fix it. I don't need that. I don't need to do that for them. Uh, basically, Adam Plicko, who has a, an infant son at home, a wife and an infant son at home that he's trying to protect, uh, and and really is coming forth and standing for uh, coming forward and standing uh, up for his uh, his own teammates. Yeah, that was uh, that was like a, a powerful moment. Uh, the question was asked uh, that that kind of elicited this response. Um, the, the question was, uh, you know, Adam, what uh, what can uh, Clevenger and Pleissack do to regain the trust of? Uh, the trust of you guys, your teammates, their teammates. And, and Plucko turned it right around and said, I think that's a better question for you to ask Polisak and, and Clevenger. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's jump in. And we asked our subtext uh, subscribers on cleveland.com to uh, give us their responses to what Adam Plucko said and uh, his approach and, and what they would say to Mike Clevenger and Zach Polisak and, and, how they think the team is handling things. Uh, this is a texter from Mount Vernon, Tom from Mount Vernon. They put everyone at risk, including Cookie and the older staff and coaches. They're at great risk. What puzzles me is Clevenger's speech for Plesak, never admitting that he was part of it. I agree with Plutko's comments. Now you are forced to discipline them and in, sh in a short season, hurt your team's chances of making the playoffs. Just like you said right there, Hoinsey. I don't know. We've said this before, Joe, but in any other baseball season, you know, what they did is, is you know, if it, you know, going out and, and having dinner, having a few drinks, whatever they did, you know, that's not, it's not a bad thing. As long as you make it back to the hotel, you don't, you don't break curfew. Uh, but this is not the time to do that. And they picked the worst time to do it. And 
the, the thing that's aggravating, I think people, the thing that don't, people don't understand or can't get their, their, wrap their head around is just what that texter said. Uh, Clevenger being the veteran, you know, police acts almost a rookie, you know, so, you know, and so he, you get, you cut him some slack there, but Clevenger's been in the big league, you know, he's been in, the, he's been around over three years. He knows what, what's going on. And uh, for him not to come forward as soon as, as, as police had got pinched was tough. And then to sit there and, and, you know, basically stand up for uh police act in, in a team meeting and then to fly home with the, with the team. I mean, that's, that's really as, um, you know, that's, that's just uh, a violation of the trust of the players as, as Clevenger said in his comment. Here's a comment from Megan in Powell, Ohio. I think Plicko sums it up really well. Their teammates are hurt and disappointed and have every right to be angry. They have all made sacrifices to make this season happen, and Plesak and Kleb didn't do their part to support the team. Their actions were selfish and belittling to the team. This is such a short season to make sacrifices in. Teammates have every right to be mad and disappointed, especially with Kleb's cover-up and getting on the team plane. This will be a long forgiveness process. Kleb and Plesak blew it. And we did hear those uh, sentiments echoed early on Sunday when Shane Bieber said, you know, we love Plesak, we, we, we support him, but he blew it. And, and that's exactly what uh, uh, this, this texter, Megan from Powell, is, is saying in her comments. Yeah, Megan hit the nail on the head right there. Uh, another texter from the New York area code. Uh, this, uh, I, I, she says, or this individual says, I think the player's response is key. They should be angry. They should have a say in the punishment. I hope mercy is shown. So on one hand, yes, uh, you know, Terry Francona said we, you know, this hurt us bad. We don't want to be vindictive, but you know, that's what this texter is expressing here. The idea that maybe, maybe you, you show a little grace and, and don't come down too heavy on the guys. But again, it, it, they have to understand how serious this was. Yeah. And I, I think if they don't get it by now, they're never going to get it now, Joe. I mean, they, you know, they, they, this, what, what they're going through right now, being on the restricted list, being in quarantine, you know, being publicly humiliated, you know, from coast to coast, on 30 baseball teams, there's guys scratching their head and wondering, what are these two clowns doing? You right. know, what, what, don't they get it? So, I mean, that's part of it. And now, you know, the, the, even if they get out of quarantine, which I guess maybe could end today or, or Thursday, maybe, Right. Been in 72 hours 72 hours so they they've got then they start getting tested daily and they're still on the restricted list so we still don't know when they can be activated you know Clevenger's already lost one start Plutko is scheduled to start this weekend in Detroit I believe right you know so he, that's two starts you know in a short season you're costing yourself money at the arbitration table the same goes and the police act's not eligible for arbitration but He's costing himself time on, on the mound. And, uh, you know, no, no matter what happens to these guys, you know, performance drives their careers. And, you know, that is being denied them right now. And, and they did it to themselves. Right. And I don't think, you know, I, I, I don't think missing a couple of starts, you know, really hurts them financially or career-wise at, at this point right now, especially in this season. Uh, but in terms of what they had, what, at least what Plesak had going, was he, he was at the top of his game. He had, he had just 
worked what seven innings and struck out eight and it looked unhittable against the the White Sox. Uh, he's he's having a really good season. Clevenger, you know, was in that area where he's trying to get back to his his good form, and he hadn't been hurting the team with his outings. But I I tell you, I think what they lose more by by not being able to be out there is is in their consistency. I don't think it's necessarily you know losing that much monetarily right now. Uh, yeah. If it goes on for a while, then yes. But but as far as their performance on the field and how it's going to affect, you know, beyond this next week or so, it, that's that's something that, that remains to be seen. Uh, we know Joe, that by being on the restricted list, they can come off at any time right now. The, yeah. the Indians can pull them off at any time. And, Joe, baseball is a funny animal. You know, it takes a minute to, to, to earn a label as a player. And it takes a, a career to get rid of that label if the label is unflattering. And right now, ask ask have, Robbie Alomar about that. Yeah, and it's uh, it is a, uh, you know, you know these guys like, you know, it's it's a they they didn't look at the big picture, man. They were looking at the small picture right. when they went out. Uh, let's take one more uh, comment from our subscribers here on subtext. Uh, this one is from uh, the nine two five area code. Where's the nine two five area code? I, I curious about that i agree with plutko i'm more understanding of police act but not clevenger two key people are at risk on the team terry and carrasco very selfish plutko probably has less talent than the other two but he takes the ball whenever asked and continually pitches his heart out he's the epitome of a team player and yet he got the loss last night when he shouldn't have even been out there an outrage there are enough distractions trying to win ball games without this childish stuff uh, thanks for asking. So, so there you go. Uh, how how much blame should uh, Mike Clevenger shoulder for the Indians taking the loss last night, seven to one to the Cubs? You know, I thought you know what Plutko said. I I don't know if he, how much blame uh, Clevenger takes, but Plutko said you know there's like 20, 28 other teams or twenty nine other teams in the big leagues that uh, didn't have to deal with this distraction. We did before the game. We had to talk about it. And, he, you know, he wasn't blaming that on the loss, but obviously, you know, it was in there. It was, it was working its way between these guys' heads, uh, you know, in between their, in their brain. They had to deal with it. They, they, it broke their concentration for the game. So, yeah, it, it, it did play a part in this. And like I said before, I think this is if – if, if these guys come back and you've got a divided clubhouse, Mm -hmm. you know, that that's like uh, uh you know ball players don't have to get along to win you don't have to be, even be friends to win but you got to respect one another and you've got to play as a unit on the field and you know i i just think this this could you know they really have to jump on this hard the indians francona and uh and the and the rest of the the rest of the players especially when police act and clevenger come back Right. Uh, you know, psychologically, it might have not necessarily uh, – it might have played a, a bigger role than anything else. But, but also you got to think, as that sixth starter, Plitko is sitting there waiting for a chance to get into a game. Yeah. Uh, he, had, he had pitched like one inning out of the bullpen uh, in the, the week prior, and he wasn't fully stretched out. He was about – Tito said, uh, you know, we get him to about 80 pitches, and, and he left after the fourth inning after 79 pitches. Uh, he'd given up one run, but then after that fourth inning is when the bullpen came in 
uh, Cam Hill struggled and Phil Maton, you know, gave up the home run, uh, you know, that's when the, the, the Cubs scored their, all the go-ahead runs, or all the, the runs that eventually gave them the win. Uh, had Plutko maybe been, a, been stretched out a little more and, and been able to go one more inning, maybe the matchups are different and you don't see the, uh, the, the outburst of runs for the, the Cubs at that point. Who knows? But, uh, you know, not going to pin it squarely on Clevenger. But, yeah. but yeah, Adam Plutko was definitely put at a competitive disadvantage by not, you know, knowing ahead of time he was going to have that start, you know, having it sort of sprung on him within 24 hours that way. Yeah, and, and what does this do to the rotation, Joe? I mean, the, the, the Indians had the best the, – they still have, I think, the best lowest DRA in, in, in the right. American League as a starting rotation. But, you know, you, you had five guys kind of really kind of rolling along, and all of a sudden, bang, two of these guys are, you know, on a restricted list or they're in uh, quarantine. And, and, you know, you've got a couple – it came at the right spot in the schedule with, a, you know, two or three right. off days. But well, still, every other team is losing starting pitching to injuries because of this quick ramp up and and uh, the short season and, and all that. The Indians are losing because they just can't get out of their own way. That's uh, exactly right. Uh, yeah, what it does, I, I believe Carrasco starts today. Yeah. Uh, there's an off day, and then you've got Savali, and then Bieber, and then Plutko again on Sunday in Detroit. Beyond that. Uh, you know they're going to have to make moves if they're going to get guys back, back in order. Unless uh, there's a there's an off day the following Monday, and then you got what you got Cookie again. So yeah, or or you bring one of these guys off the off the uh, restricted list. Right. Maybe you bring them both off. I I don't know. I, but they they won't have pitched for a while. So right. You know, it kind well, of throws things. Speaking of coming back to the team off of lists, uh, Tyler Naquin was activated. In, in that sort of flurry of moves, uh, you've got Roberto Perez actually posted on his Instagram today that, you know, he's coming soon. He, he, he posted uh, on social media that it doesn't look like it'll be too long before he's activated. So Roberto Perez, Tyler Nakeman coming back. Got to think Bo Taylor is going to be sent out to, to Eastlake to accommodate uh, um, Perez. But beyond that, who, who goes if they have to bring a, a starting pitcher in? Joe, there's a lot of candidates on that club, especially <laughs> on the on the outfield. I don't think they're going to have any trouble finding somebody to send down. I really don't. I mean, I these guys, Joe, eleven games, eleven games, they've scored two or fewer runs. They That's, played how many? They played what? They played eighteen games. They played eighteen games. I mean, and they're they're three and a three and what three and. Three and eight in those games. I mean, I think, come on. I think ten I mean, of those they're games lucky, they have, they're lucky they won ten games. I think ten of those games they have five or fewer hits. I mean, total it, it's hits. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing yeah. to watch these guys hit. Yeah, this is, a, this is an offense that I, I didn't see this coming. I knew it wouldn't wouldn't be a great offense, but you know, what, what are what? How do you see them getting getting out of this? But but that's the thing. There is no real. It's other than the players doing it themselves. What do you, you've got to break up the the top what four or five in the lineup? It, Terry Francona said coming into the season, those guys are are pretty much set one through five. You know the, that's going to be the he's going to bat four switch hitters in a row and then Reyes at DH. You've got to break that up. You've got to lengthen this lineup up out somehow. Move some guys around and get some inject some offense into the bottom part of that lineup. Yeah, I mean because now the top part isn't even hitting. 
Right. And uh, I don't know. It is. Yeah. I, I think that's, you know, it, it, all, it just struck me as strange that they started the season this way, you know, four, four switch hitters at the top of the lineup. I get the idea. You want your best hitters to get as many bats as possible, but you have no balance in this lineup. I mean, you, I mean, with, uh, you know, uh, Domingo Santana, Sandy Leone, uh, whoever you hit, you know, in center field, the Shields, Zimmer, uh, Mercado. I mean, pitchers go through those guys like, uh, like it's a day at the beach. You know, none of those guys offer resistance. And, and some of it is the, the pitching that they've faced so far. You know, they've, they've seen Lucas Giolito twice. They've, they, Kenta Maeda had his, had his way with them. But again, when, when they're, they're not taking advantage of the pitchers they should be taking advantage of. And that's the problem. You, you had a, a Brady Singer from, from Kansas City out there, and you couldn't hit him. And it was his first major league start. I, I mean, these are, th- these are serious problems. These are guys who are not going up to the plate with a plan and with an, an, an approach that, that gets them on base. And it's just not working right now. And, you, you know, your cleanup hitter is walking. I mean, <laughs> a walk, I guess, is as good as a hit. But if he's going to walk, put him in the leadoff spot. Do well, something with them. There you, you go. Know, that, I mean, that, that, was least, a, that was a consideration at one point, wasn't it? At least Santana, I mean, Carlos, what, they hit a double last night, drove a ball to the track in center field. He didn't walk five times, which I guess is, a, a, I don't know, maybe his swing is coming around. We've seen him do this before. You know, uh, Francona said, you know, Carlos is going to be okay. But you would like to see your cleanup hitter do something besides walk. Tito Take said a shot. That, Take a chance. Swing Tito, the bat. Tito said that uh, Carlos Santana's double and a couple of other swings in at bats earlier in that game showed him that, you know, Carlos is close. Carlos is, is going to start hitting. Uh, Framo Reyes has been driving the ball up the middle a lot, which is really yeah. good. Uh, he's got hits in like four or five of his last six or seven games. Uh, so maybe he's starting to slowly come out of yeah, it. He, re- he reached base three times last night. Uh, Cesar, Hernandez, run, I think. Cesar yeah. Hernandez has been the only consistent hitter in the – a guy getting on base. He's been on base in every game he's played in. And, and he's, he's hitting probably the best out of any of them. Uh, Jose Ramirez has just fallen off the face of the earth since, yeah. uh, a, you know, a pretty hot start. It's really those two, Ramirez and Lindor, who have looked like they have no clue when they go up to the plate. Yeah, it's just uh, they, they've really, really struggled. I mean, at least Ramirez, like you said, had a hot start. We haven't seen anything resembling the Frankie Lindor we've seen over the last three or four years this season. And I, I'm not sure why. Uh, you know, the, the biggest difference is he's hitting third instead right. of leadoff. And, you know, everybody you talked to said that shouldn't make a difference, but they're not inside Lindor's head. Right. He's, he's overly aggressive. He's, he's not – He's not taking an approach at the plate. He's just trying to go out there and, and mash the ball, and he's, he's, not, he's not finding success. Uh, he, overly aggressive is, is, the, the best, is the most accurate thing you can say about his approach right now. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up here uh, today. We'll, hopefully we'll, we'll find out some more. We didn't even get to talk about Jason Kipnis. We'll have to talk about Kip tomorrow. Uh, but, but it was nice to see him back in the ballpark, and we'll, we'll save that uh, for, uh, for another time because maybe – Maybe we'll have a, uh, a, a sentimental moment between Kipnis and uh, Carrasco before Carrasco throws one behind his head uh, <laughs> the backstop tonight. 
just just out of love. He said it was a said, good moment last night. That well, Kipnis said that yeah. Cookie's going to throw one in his head so that he charges the mound so he can give him a hug. Is that what he said? That's what really? he said. So we'll uh, we'll find out uh, what Jason Kipnis has in store for us tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. 